0: in Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. I am Danny Williams, along with Danny Bailey here today. We're the Double D's. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios. We're brought to you by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Love those guys. Putting parlays together. I was on the app earlier today. I got always three or four different parlays going. A couple. Kind of long shots. Try to win a lot of money. A couple more safe bets. And then, like, maybe my single best bet of the weekend. I do it all at Maverick Sports. The Maverick Sports app. Go check their their website out. And then decide if you want to download the app and take advantage of the promos. All that kind of stuff. But... It's a football Friday. The Broncos are in London. A little bit of extra time to kind of get away from America. America which has not been good to the Broncos, <laughs> <laughs> okay? So they're another country. that had time to kind of come together. I don't think everyone's families are there. I think it's just the players. You probably, you know, um, saw a few sites. You know, hopefully, you know, you know life is put back into checking the realization of we're football players and blessed and be able to do a good thing. And it's not, you know, it's not life or death and all. Like, li- literally, you can come up with 10 different sayings and phrases and things to hope that the Broncos, like, de-escalated a little bit from like the pressures that have been for um primetime games for this team and like the entire nfl universe dogging these guys we're like the butt of every nfl joke right now yeah um, just
1: look at the ravens and justin tucker on the flight home last night
0: Well, again, uh, you know, we could kind of talk about that a little bit. So (laughs) it's um, if you don't know what Danny Bailey's talking about, well, then maybe you're not on Twitter or one of these spots, which we don't blame you for that necessarily. Good for you, actually. Yeah, Yeah. great for you. Right. I I envy you. Yeah. So um, Justin Tucker, Ravens win last night, beat Tampa Bay team flight home. Marlon Humphrey, who is a good player for that team, is on his phone. Um, He's recording Justin Tucker, one of the greatest kickers in NFL history, sitting in his chair. Um, they're on the team playing, and he says, hey, well, what's going on? What's going on over here? And he says, uh, well, I got my quarterback, Lamar Jackson, doing high knees over here, and he ma- making fun of Russ, obviously. And then they threw, uh, you know, a couple guys said, let's ride. Or, you yeah, know. Ravens oh, and flock, someone let's get, fly. And someone threw a Mr. <laughs> Unlimited out there, I think, yeah, too. Yeah. So, man, I'll tell you, I got to say this. Man, I have to come and stick up for Russell Wilson. It's not easy to do. But this guy, man, I hope he is taking names and keeping receipts because if this thing turns around, which I believe it will, he's going to make everybody out there. All the other former local player guys who have turned like radio guys and media guys, they are shitting on Russ. Tyler Palumbas, I've never seen a guy come to practice with headphones on and sunglasses on just dogging him looking for like likes sure he's looking for likes And as the going has gotten tough and the tough has gotten going, Russell hasn't said, well, you know, we're a new team and my teammates, this and that, and we got some young guys, or we got a rookie head coach, or it's never easy in the NFL, or, you know, it's going to take time, or, you know, the media guys, you know, these are taking some necessary shots, and I'm a winner, and he hasn't done none of that stuff. He's just continued to be the same guy, whether he's fucking corny or whether the guy is um, a cheese ball or whether he's so pure and genuine that you think it has to be fake. Um, he's been consistent. And I believe they're going to find a way to turn this thing around. At some point in this season, I don't know if at the end of the you know road is a playoff uh, appearance, but they're going to find a way to bounce back whether it be this year or sometime next year, I think Russell Wilson will be great again. Because, man, I, and we talked about it on the radio show. There's been lots of guys' careers that have had these little dips for one reason or another. Whether you get a little bit old and you got to try to find a way to come back and be you know, a new version of yourself... I always use the David Ortiz one, man. He was, like, washed for a couple of years. He had nothing left, wasn't hitting nothing uh, for average or for power. Look washed. I think got busted for taking a little supplement, this and that. It wasn't a steroid or whatever, just a something he took. Decides to come back instead of walking off kind of into the sunset with nothing else to prove. And has, like, two more high, high-end all-star seasons. With scrutiny, with, you know, being extra tested, all that kind of stuff, and solidified himself as an all-time great. Well, that's an extreme case, there's been a million... Um Joe Montana was kicked to the curb and takes the Chiefs to an AFC championship game. And um, Randall Cunningham takes the Vikings to a 14-1 and record, or I'm sorry, 15-1 record and to the NFC championship game. If the Broncos would have faced him in the Super Bowl instead of the Falcons that year, I'd have, you know, thought that that was a coin flip of a game. There's been a lot of comeback stories in sports, and those ones were more like one shot, one or two year late season comeback, like Cinderella story. F- almost, I don't want to say lucky, but because a lot of these guys we're talking about were all time greats. Sure. But I think Russ has actually a lot more in the tank than those guys. I would agree. Nathaniel Hacken just hasn't found a way that you can win with Russ right at this current point. And everyone looks like shit. Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, like everybody, the talent. Everyone's losers here. No one's a winner. No one, again, man. Russ looks like he's just like eating poop sandwiches. And Nathaniel Hackett's the butt of every joke. Looks like a damn fool, like he's wearing big old clown shoes. So you can't run from that. You can't. That's the reality of it. Winning's the only thing that kind of cures that stuff. And like, man, when we say it's like, I always say this, you only get one reputation. So if, like, you know, someone might think, eh, you know, you're not very impressive, you got to take some work to fix that reputation, whether it's you meet someone for the first time or you do what we do, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Nathaniel Hackett comes here, and from day one, the first game, 64 fucking yarder. What are we talking about? Big cheer? It's like, <laughs> what is that? It's like, 64 yarder. You have Russell Wilson. That was the perfect opportunity to put the ball in your quarterback's hands, win or lose. He's your new guy. He's your guy. And it's like at that point, he made a weird decision to go for the 64-yarder, and it changed the outcome of this season in, like, a multiverse, spread Ooh, out. Two butterfly different, effect? Yeah. Two different universes crea- were created, like, a good and an evil. Okay. And, like, the bad luck football gods turning against Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos happened after that. And Nathaniel Hackett's made every bad decision and been so inconsistent all the way through, and there's no running from that. You can't. And there's some just Broncos fans now that it might be seven games – I'll never get over it. His reputation is tarnished at such a high level that, again, like, barring, this sounds crazy, winning out. Winning, like, uh, there's 10 games left? There's two there are and two five? two
1: and five, yeah, 10 games.
0: Like, eight out of your next 10, nothing else, like, nothing else. They can go, like, six and four, and people will be like, oh, well, fuck, you, fucked him the first f- five, five or six games of the season. Yeah, the win, the winnable part of the schedule. Yeah, nothing else short of that. Like people in this town, it's Broncos country. For better or for worse, have turned on this guy, and there's guys that will never kind of come back on Nathaniel Hackett. And for that reason, it's probably over for the guy. But I think there's some point in the season where the Broncos turn it around. Um, NFL teams operate as though they're in it. Until they're mathematically out of it, yeah. like literally, until like the day that is posted. After that loss, they were, um, you know, they were uh, eliminated from playoff contention with six weeks left in the season. Then it all changes. Yeah. Then it all changes. So they're gonna operate like accordingly, as though they're still in this thing, which I hate saying it. They can't are three.
1: They and need five. to. They need to play with that mentality though, because. That's how you build momentum for next year. That's how you actually figure it the heck out for sure. When you've done nothing all year on offense, that's
0: really hard because what you're saying is like you get to a point where like, okay, now it's just about figuring out what works and what doesn't moving forward. And then kind of cutting bait. What's scary about that is like um, the defense, Bradley Chubb topic for conversation. This guy is a kind of a hot commodity. Do you pay him $22, $24 million times three or four years guaranteed? Moving forward, do you let him walk away as you're trying to re-sign him for 16 or $17 million? Or do you trade him for a couple, a second and a third round pick like the Von Miller deal, and you just kind of move forward and accept if he goes on to greatness or not? Me, personally, I trade Bradley Chubb. Because he hasn't been great for you. And even if he goes on to be great somewhere else, I won't be jelly. I won't be like, well, it should have been us and could have been us. Because he was never hardly great here. And if we can recoup a second and a third round pick for Bradley Chubb, I I move on and I um, look towards the future of like of what this team will be with Randy Gregory and Baron Browning, and something, you know, something out of Nick Benito that I hope he can be, and the two Joneses, and whatever else this defensive line and pass rush could be. That's it. That's just kind of what I do. That's what I do. I'm not trading Bradley Chubb. Okay. And I understand that because he's finally come around. Yeah, um,
1: he leads the team in sacks. He's not just a leader on the field, but a leader in the locker room. He's a captain of the team. And sure, they traded away Vaughn when he was a captain last year, but this is a very different situation. Then with Vaughn, we thought Vaughn might be getting close to the end. Obviously, yeah. in L.A., now in Buffalo, he's showing that maybe he's got more in the tank than people thought.
0: My thought but is, I think
1: Bradley Chubb is a key part of this defense. You've got to keep him my, around.
0: My fear on Bradley Chubb is um, the um, Garrett Bowles factor. It's a what, contract two years ago? year. It's a contract year. He's up. Um, you overpay him a lot of money because finally he kind of puts it together for one season. And essentially you're overpaying him for one great season and forgetting about the three very average underachieving injured seasons that he had. There just comes to a point where it's like you have to accept, do we think this is really the guy who Bradley Chubb is? Or is he finally healthy enough to look this good but his bones are made out of pie crust, and he won't be great moving forward or for the tenure of kind of this contract. And then, what leads me into wanting to trade Bradley Chubb for the second and third is you don't have any picks. So a second and third, third essentially picks. is like <laughs> a second and a third is essentially like a really high second or a late first. The and draft, then you, then you then have he- seven picks again if you trade him for my deal, the second and the third. Yeah.
1: Okay. The draft, it's fun. Whatever. That's looking forward to the draft, wanting good draft picks. That is what loser franchises do. The Broncos are not a loser franchise. They're losers right now, but the franchise is not a loser franchise. Yeah. And so I don't think you break apart what could be okay, well, a historic see this, see defense this. I just thought of this based off Just what you for said. a couple picks that are not even going to be relevant. Those guys probably don't even make the roster.
0: Sometimes, and this is just words, because I don't really believe you lose good players. And you're better off. But Vaughn left, and they didn't skip a beat. They still kind of sucked, but nothing was different. It's like um, addition by subtraction in that sense um, on a team that was going nowhere, it worked. It worked out for the Broncos at a really pretty good level. You know what I mean? Moving on from Vaughn. He's an all-time great. I miss him. I wish he was still here, all that kind of stuff. But even in that sense, like, George Payton didn't fuck up by not re-signing Vaughn. Vaughn got a historic, another contract at 33 years old from a team that needs a Vaughn Miller that's right there on the cusp to where if they win it in this year year or next year, even if they have to overpay Vaughn at the last two or three years of the deal and they're effed, it will have been worth it. Absolutely. The Broncos are very far away from that. They're very, very far away. Yeah, they're about five offensive linemen away from it. For sure. And it goes to the point of, like, um, again, you know, um, I I think our offensive line stinks. I think our tight ends stink. I think Cortland Sutton's overrated a bit.
1: Greg Dulcich looks like he he Dolcich might be looks pretty like good a
0: player, but this yeah. is a league full of mismatches, And if you have just a big athlete, you can go out there and run around and be confident and be tough and can catch the ball and every now and then chip or block. And you know then he's worth putting on the field. Dulcich does look like a guy, but Jerry Judy has done nothing in a couple of years. And you know Melvin Gordon, you have a, a a running back you got two weeks ago essentially off the street. Jerry Judy was the
1: best Broncos sh- receiver last week,
0: and who should have been your best player, Javante Williams on the offense, um, is not. Playing Playing the rest of the season so like we overvalued the offense big time big time and we'll kind of wrap it up on this one my thought is and we said it on the show tom brady couldn't be playing on this team or aaron Rodgers, or herbert or anyone else and i don't think anything would be different Maybe they'd be scoring a few more points, but I think they'd be right, 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 right in the same situation. There's only two guys where it'd be any different with, and it'd be Mahomes Mahomes and Josh Allen, because those guys are playing at a whole other level and on another planet than every other quarterback in the whole league. And that goes, like we said, the young, good quarterbacks (laughs) like the Herberts to the all-time greats like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who are wondering, are these guys washed or not yet? So it's just who and what this Broncos team is. And maybe... I haven't said this before either. I always thought that the right special quarterback was just good enough to whether, man, you can fucking suck. The rest of the team could be pieces of shits and it could be you and me playing, but he'd find a way to win us 10 or 11 games and make it to the playoffs at this current st- State of the NFL and what it is maybe the defense is a little bit ahead now than the offense is there's only two out of this world quarterbacks and everyone else from all-time greats to just really really good up-and-coming quarterbacks including Burrow who they haven't he looked great last week hadn't looked like that the entire season are yet to kind of get it all figured out and while Russell is that Russell's in that group Russell's in that group not in those other two guys group and we have to accept that and that's it so At the end, like we started at the beginning, I hope Russell Wilson's kind of remembering, keeping known, keeping names of all these guys who have taken, you know, poops on him. And if he turns this thing around, um, we'll remember it and we'll be fueled and motivated by that kind of stuff. Russell's a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick? A third-round pick. Third. Uh, Dak's a fourth-round pick. Um... You know, had three teams passing him, him over and over again. Had to leave school to go to another school to, um, you know, show he was a pocket passer. Had to beat out Matt Flynn, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's like it wasn't easy for the guy. And he found a way to make it work. And I'm going to have to still believe in Russ. If Russ was 35 or 36 years old, I'd been moved on. I will totally have moved on and just be like, this is who and what this guy is right now. At 33 going into 34, Russ will have a resurgence. And I think Russell will be great again. Tell me if you think Russell will be great again or not. Yes. He will be great again. Yes. And that makes me happy you say that. Because.
1: Starts on Sunday. (laughs)
0: Like that quick.
1: Why the fuck not?
0: (laughs) we got a pretty mouth when you talk like that I'm sorry it's good it's been the Broncos Blitz podcast it's brought to you by Maverick Sports and Maverick Sports app Total Beverage TotalBev.com, as well Plot River Mortgage go check those guys out man we love our partners in this podcast this was like a stick up for Russell Wilson Football Friday podcast kind of thing I feel like we kind of almost had to do when the whole football world and sports world is just clowning this guy I gotta stick by this guy because I while I'm not I, I don't mean it could be worse in terms of the situation we're in two and five is about as bad as you can get but I mean like the guy we have moving forward what's it gonna be who would i rather be uh, you know, alongside with as the same case kingdom the same joe flacco wash and the same uh drew lock i'm gonna stick by russ and believe that things this thing's gonna turn around and like you just said man i love it and it's gonna turn around this sunday in england another country because we're not that good in america but if we start getting good in another country why couldn't we be good in america let's go that's the whole Broncos Plus podcast. We don't got nothing else to give. Danny Bailey, where can I find your stuff?
1: At DBailey5280 and Afternoon Drive with Piero and Rourke. Weekdays, uh, 4 to 6 p.m.
0: Check him out. He does all kinds of other stuff for the radio station as well, My High Sports. Uh, Myhighsports.com. Check us out on my tweets, Danny, on Twitter.com as well. We appreciate you guys. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sierra.